Good fucking morning, guys. Welcome back to another edition of the Malaga Drive Hoops Betting Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Caleb. And I hope you guys are all well, man. I hope you guys are all well. I uh, I just love doing this, man. I, I actually was bummed yesterday we only had two games because uh, I could talk for hours, man. So anytime we get set up with a 12-gamer, man, I'm, I'm so I'm so juiced and ready to go. Um, <clears throat> but I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you got some fun plans for the weekend. Or if you're, you know, whether that be going and doing shit or just chilling, right? Like, I hope you're doing whatever fills your cup up this weekend, man. Um, loaded slate of hoops. We got the World Series, World Cup around the corner, football on Sunday. Uh, man, it's just a good time. It's a good time to be alive. So, hope you all are doing well. Let's recap yesterday. We played patience for one unit. Um, my biggest lean. I know we went back and forth, right? But my biggest lean was Magic plus nine and a half, and it was just like, okay, numbers wise, like this is too damn high. But, um. You know, we're going to get a focused version of the Warriors. We are. We're going to get a focused and motivated version of the Warriors, but it's going to come down to can the Magic stem that tide? And God damn it, they did. They did stem that tide. Um, you know, Warriors were up. Yeah, I actually, I literally did call it. I was like, I like, I lean Warriors first half. I lean Magic full game, which doesn't even really make sense. But now you see that it did make sense. I think the Warriors were up like 15 or so at first. Again, I been swamped with trials so i didn't need to watch much after trials i sprint to my car put on the game got to see like the last five minutes but um there you have it man <laughs> and they're we're right back in action today bro like it's it's i don't know we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there but clearly um changes need to be made changes need to be made i'm glad we stayed away from the thunder again with the nuggets coming off you you're in that weird gap where the the thunder were flying high right they've won four straight they feel invincible um and the and the nuggets had two days off after a loss to the lakers so it just wasn't a spot to target the thunder even though this again the number you know i don't think the thunder i know the thunder aren't nine and a half points worse um and it was a close game and the the nuggets pull away so i'm glad we stayed away we're still 30 and 22 um for close to seven units we got a huge fatty board. We got to be careful, bro. We got to be careful. There's so many potential plays out there. You know, if if I were to play everything I like, I'd probably play 30 things today. So, um, oh, and we're to be clear, we're not playing 30 things today. So, um, let's come through this bitch. Let's go game by game. See how we're feeling. And and I couldn't lock anything last night because my book had like two lines up. Um, so let let's let's go through this thing and see if we can't find some winners. I love you all. Let's have a day. All right. We are out to the streets of Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, where the Washington Wizards host the broken Brooklyn Nets. Uh, if you guys didn't know, Kyrie will be suspended. I honestly, I don't even want to get into that. I don't think I'm ever going to touch on it. I, I mean, I, I'm more focused on the basketball, bro. I'm not here to give political opinions. I'm not here to have divisive arguments um i think i'll just say the situation sucks and i'm having my friend tyler on the other pod where it's more basketball not betting um and it may come up but for now in the for the sake of this pod we're not going to go down that rabbit hole but he will be out tonight um <clears throat> let me let me actually grab the injury report sorry i should have had that up already but um 
Let me grab the injury report just so I can make sure that we don't miss anything. Um, because obviously Kyrie's out, but I believe Seth Curry's out as well. And I don't even know if Joe Harris is in. Um, so let me let me get this bitch up. Boop, do, 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 do. All right. The injury report is Seth Curry out, Kyrie Irving out, Ben Simmons out, TJ Warren out. All right, so so Joe is in, it looks like, and uh, Seth and Kyrie are out, and Ben's out. All right, let's get into this game. Eileen Wizards, I'll just tell you that right now. This line implies that these two teams essentially are exactly the same, right? In NBA in general, and again, some home courts are a little bit better or worth a little bit more, but in general, stock. Stockholm court, give them three, give them three, um, two and a half in some spots. But again, we're getting three here. Um, and, and to me, I don't know how you could watch anything up to up until this point and not lean the wizards here, man. Like the, the, the nets have been co- coasting off of name brand and I get it. Like I've been a part of it. I haven't even faded the nets all that much, despite seeing trash performance, trash performance, trash performance. Um, because that is just the the fear that I have of KD and, and Kyrie. And obviously, you need to play good basketball. But these are literally two of the top. I mean, just in terms of pure offensive talent, these these are two of the top probably 10 all time. Just pure offensive talent. I don't think it's a hot take to even say that. Um, and they can get you there on any night, especially on a short spread, right? So... A lot of these games where they've been playing bad, they've been favorites. Like, it's a little bit different when you get them as an underdog. Um, but regardless, man, I, I mean, it's KD and nothing. It's KD and nothing. And and the thing is here, why, I, why it's just a lean at this point is, guys, there are certain scenarios with certain players, and I think this is one of them, where you get a really good player – and he comes in with the mindset of, all right, let's go carry. Let's go get this. Let me lock in early. I know I need to be here all game, and I'm going to be here all game. And KD's one of those guys. We saw it in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucs. And, yes, that's a playoff game. It's a little bit more meaningful. But the Bucs are – the Bucks, the Nets are – they're not looking good, man. You can't just come out this year and start 10-20. and 20. And, and hope to make the playoffs, right, with with how deep the East is and how deep the league is in general. You can't do that. So there should be a sense of urgency. But we saw it, right? It's a Bucks. James Harden had half a half a hamstring. Kyrie was out. And guess what? He was he had the Nets in every single one, almost every single one of those games, bro. I could I could see a ridiculous ass line from in fact that's that's not even providing analysis. Like we will see a ridiculous line from KD tonight. Like something like 35, 12, and 8 or some shit like that. Um, and I, I wouldn't honestly, that this is the respect I have for KD. The the team is really bad around him right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if KD drags this team to a really close grinded out game. Like I that would not shock me. Basketball wise, you, you gotta go wizards. But it wouldn't shock me. So this is strongly into the Wizards. The Wizards aren't a bad team by any stretch. Um, again, we've talked about it before. The most average team in the NBA right now. Um, where they're, they're not bad, right? You, you don't have bad things to say about them. But they're not good. They don't move you in any sort of way. And you can just look at their last couple games to kind of, you know, get that vibe. They beat Philly in Philly. No Joel. But then they lose to Philly at home. It's smacked by Boston. 
get beat by Indiana, but they dominate the Pistons at home. Competitive game against Cleveland. Beat Chicago at home. Like they, they've won most of the games they're supposed to win. And then they've lost most of the games they're supposed to lose. So this is a game they're su- supposedly supposed to win. Uh, DeLon Wright is hurting them a little bit. But you go through the team, man, it, it's a good team. Kristaps, it, not a good team, sorry. It's a, not a bad team. Kristaps, Beal, Kuz, Monty, Anthony Gill, Denny, Gafford, Will, Rui. It's a pretty tight rotation right now, too. I think they should be able to get it done. I do. Um, the Nets just... They're playing with absolutely no juice, bro. No juice. Now Kyrie goes down. You have the whole uh, front office drama. You have the front, uh, the head coach drama. Jock Vaughn's actually like the perfect interim head coach. I feel like he's been an interim head coach like three times at this point. So he knows what to do. But, um, I mean, you're looking at KD, Royce O'Neal, Claxton, Joe Harris, Utah, Patty Mills, Sumner, David Duke, Cam Thomas, Kessler Edwards. Like, if KD is not completely locked in, this gets ugly. But I, I really think he shows up. I don't know that there's even value on the points, rebounds, and assists. It's sky high, but we'll get to props after. Uh, strongly into the Wizards, we'll see. I, I could play this, um, but KD could also keep me off this. All right, let's keep it rolling. We're, uh, we're going to head to Indiana where the Pacers are hosting the Miami Heat. Uh, this is a gross game, guys. Uh, I really have no interest. We'll, we'll try and give it a baby rundown. Um, but for me, this Heat team, we don't really know – where they're at uh, because they're without their best player in Jimmy Butler. They've actually won their last two games, but you know, one of them was with Jimmy in the last game against the Kings. You're at home against De'Aaron Fox without De'Aaron Fox uh, against the Kings. So it's, it's not like, and they won by three on a Tyler Harrow three in which he traveled like that easily could have gone either way. I don't know that without Jimmy Butler, you can feel good about betting. It is a short number, right? It is a short number on the road, but I don't know that you can vote really bet them as as road favorites right now with any confidence and um i know this pacers you know coming in this year i didn't feel like this was a team you wanted to really bet in the pacers and i know you're looking at them at three and five um but like it's a it's been a decently impressive three and five right like i we know how 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 many issues that the nets have but they they're still really talented they split that series they go into into washington dc again most average team in the league and beat them um, they lose by a decent amount to the Bulls, but like it wasn't a blowout. Um, they hung around against the Sixers. They beat Detroit at home. Um, like they they really their one blowout was was to the Bulls, um, in which they lost by 15, 16. But even that wasn't like a blowout blowout. So this team's really not playing all that bad. Tyrese Halliburton is an offensive engine. He's got some shooters around him, and Duarte and Heald and even Turner. Uh, Jalen Smith's playing well. Benedict Mathurin's playing well. Like, this is not a bad team. This is not a bad team. I'd honestly lean the Pacers here today. Um, I just don't know that we've seen enough to be like, all right, yeah, that that Heat team can get it done on the road. Like, winning as a – covering as a favorite on the road is is something that only really good teams generally do consistently. So, uh, for me, it's a stay away. I'd lean the Pacers, but um, not enough to play it for sure. All right, we're, we'll head out to Philly. Um where the Sixers are hosting the Knicks. I'm going to stay off this. You know, I can't really. First thing I'll say is I, Knicks are probably the team I have seen the least of. Like, I, I really have watched very little of their game, uh, their games. Again, I know 
you know, the players on the team and, and how good they are as a group or as individuals. But as a group, I, I don't have a great feel for how good this team is. Um, and this line is kind of like a hedge line too, right? Like it will, it won't settle at three and a half, no matter what. This line probably does not close at three and a half because if Joel's in, it's going to get to four and a half, maybe five. And if Joel's out, it probably gets closer down to a pick Um, In which case, again, we have not really seen the Sixers team without Joel and Harden. Like at the same time, we don't really know what that iteration looks like. And again, teams usually have guys that step up when those guys are out and you still have Tyrese Maxey. Uh, but this Knicks team is nothing to sleep on. Like this Knicks team is actually pretty damn good um and i would not be surprised if you see him in the in the eastern uh, not the eastern conference final sorry but the eastern uh conference playoffs this year as like a six seven eight seed um it's not a bad team it's not a bad team i can't even give you a lean because the most important piece of this game is questionable and joel Embiid. um so we'll, we'll keep a lookout but I, I doubt i'll have anything there on again on top of you know not having a great read on the knicks uh, next game, Cavs and Pistons. This game incredibly tough to cap because uh, Garland and Mitchell are questionable. I don't think either of them will be ruled out. I think at worst, only one of them will be out. Um, so you can kind of come in with the expectation of one of them being in. This is a similar line to, to what we saw with the Hawks two weeks ago, or like a week ago, where the Hawks did not cover a minus seven, like one by five, and then they blew them out and covered a minus six the next night. But since then, the Pistons have looked good, uh, pretty good, like, Three performances since then. They beat the Warriors on the road, which, again, is impressive to an extent, but also when you put it into context with how the Warriors are playing on the road, okay. They won by 14. Uh, it was a back-to-back, though. No no clay. Um, then they go into Milwaukee. Uh, we're getting beat most of the game, but make a run late, close it out. Then they don't cover a big number the second game in Milwaukee. So have they improved from last week when they're – Facing the Hawks, in theory, yes. Uh, but this Cavs team is also better than the Hawks team. This Cavs team is better than the Warriors team. I don't know. I don't know that I'm fully bought in. I do think there are some improvements we're seeing, um, and this team's getting better. Uh, but I think I'd still lean Cavs. It's not going to be enough to play. Again, if I'm playing a home, uh, a road favorite over five, over six, uh, I got to feel really damn confident in that look. So uh, I like it. It's a slight lean, but nothing that I'm playing. All right, let's head to Boston, where I do have a pretty strong lean here in the Celtics. Um, catching seven at home, right? That's a pretty pretty large number that we're we're gonna need them to cover. You have to, you know, win pretty pretty handedly. Um, let's start with the Bulls. Okay, um, the Bulls are one of these teams where I, to me they're just they're not as bad as the Wizards, right? They're not like completely dead average. They're not, but I think they're a little hyped overhyped in the public's eye um, just because, you know, you see Zach Levine, you see DeMar DeRozan, you even might see Vooch, and you're like, wow, that's a really nice big three. And offensively, it is. It, it really is a, a great offensive big three. But it gives it all right back on defense. Um, they give it all right back on defense. And I think you see that's going to lead to some a lot of inconsistency. And I think you've seen that, honestly, early on. Right? They come out. We'll just go through their whole season up to where we're at now. They go to Miami. Big win. Eight-point win. No Levine. Look great. Beat the beat the Heat. Then they go to Washington. No Levine still. They're, they're, they're down most of that game. They make a late run, like a very late run. They were down like 14 in the fourth. Lose by two. Host Cleveland with uh with Levine back. Get blown out. All right. Cleveland, good ball club. Then you're thinking, all right, they lost to Washington and Cleveland. They suck. 
Uh, and then they come back at home with Levine, mind you, with Levine, and they handle the Celtics, handle the Celtics. Um, then they come back home. Wasn't a beautiful win, but they end up they still end up beating the Pacers by 15. And they go on the road to San Antonio without Zach Levine, lose to the Spurs, and they host the Sixers fully healthy and lose. And they go to Brooklyn and beat Brooklyn in Brooklyn, but it was a close game all game. And then Zach Levine gets hot late, pulls him away. Then they handle the Hornets last night again. So, so you're looking at the last two wins, right? Against the the Brooklyn Nets, who are in absolute shambles, and that was a close game. Like the Nets could have won that. I know the box score; you see, they won by nine. That was a close game in the fourth. Like it was tied early fourth quarter, right? And then they just pull away because Zach Levine hits everything. And then the Charlotte game, you're beating the Charlotte team that's on the road. You know, Gordon Hayward gets hurt. I mean, I mean, they're they're literal. First and second, their their best player right now is PJ Washington, right? Like, so I'm not, I, I'm not giving them big props for this. I, I'm just, I'm not doing it. Um, and I still think there's plenty of like, obviously Levine's in and it's different, but you know this this team with Levine lost at home to the Sixers, right? This this team without Levine lost to San Antonio. Like, to me, you go on the other side, you have a really good ball club. You have a really good ball club. And it's a great motivational spot too here today, and that's why I like it. Um, let's look. Let's just look at the line of work. At home, at home, they beat the Sixers on opening night by nine. Uh, at home, they go to OT against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're honestly, I'd say through regulation, slightly the better team, but not enough. Again, it went to OT. You can't really say that they dominated them. But if you had to say who, hey, who was the better over forty-eight? It was the Celtics. Then they come back at home smack up the Washington Wizards. Then they just go again. Honestly, another great performance in Cleveland, but they just fall short. Um, so so what do we have here? We have a, a low-key rematch revenge game, right, where you get the same team that blew you out. They got blown out by the Bulls last time they played them. You're also getting them off of a direct loss to Cleveland, right? So you're off of a loss. And we have that same exact reference point, right? Like they lost two straight to the Bulls and Cleveland Cavaliers. And then the next home game against a decent Wizards team, they win by 18. And honestly, it could have been a lot more. They win by 18, and the Wizards outscored them in the fourth, I think. I was only by one. But they were they were up 20-plus for a long time in that, that second half. So this line implies four. I know this has been long-winded, but I, to me, I still feel like the Bulls have to prove more to me. They do, to in, in my eyes. And that might be wrong, and I know this is a slightly high number, but I think off of a loss, if the Celtics aren't facing a team that's really good and you're you're getting a team at the crib off of a loss, and then on top of this, you have the added bonus of just having lost to them a week ago, a little over a week ago. I think Boston comes out and gets this done. Like I, I, I wouldn't mind a trifecta spot. I don't blame you if you want to go first half, just play the first half at a shorter number or first quarter, first half, line them all up. Or you just want to say, hey, over the course of 48, I trust that they win by more than seven. Um, to me though, it's, it's clearly Celtics or nothing. I really like it. It's a strong look for me today. I just, again, so many games, I want to make sure I'm not overdoing it and that every play I play meets the threshold that needs to meet the threshold of, but strongly to the Celtics. Let's keep it moving. Okay. Let's uh, head to Memphis. I don't really have a ton of interest in this game. Um, for the most part this season, the Hornets have shown an ability to fight and claw and stay in most games. Um, but they're showing signs that it might be catching up to them, man. Like, 
It was just a gross loss to the uh, Kings, man. They 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 should have won. And really, ever since it, it's been downhill. Um, again, I didn't watch the game against the Bulls, but you know, I look up and, and the score is what it was. Let me go into it, see if maybe there's a different story. Yeah, I mean, they're only down five at half, and the, the Bulls won every single quarter. The Bulls won every single quarter, and Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan um, combined for 6 of 37 shooting. 6 of 27, sorry. Still very bad. Um, right, and they still won. Like, and then you're down Gordon Hayward. Like, I, honestly, I'd I'd lean Grizzlies, but, like, 11, 11 is a huge spread, and, and this Grizzlies team, it's still it's going to struggle to defend. It's just this team – is really good offensively, and they have moments and flashes of defense. But over the course of 48 minutes, you can, even with a Met offense, go on some runs. You saw it with the Blazers. They were never f- fully out of that game, even though we had the Grizzlies, uh, because the D for the Grizzlies can get leaky. So uh, that being said, I, I mean, talent-wise, is a huge gap. It's a massive gap. Grizzlies last year generally turned up at home. But again, that leaky defense gives me some some cause for concern. I'm staying away from this one, and I can see valid things on both sides. Because, like, to, bro, this could easily – you know how I talked about, um, you know, Magic yesterday liking Warriors' first half Magic full game? This could easily be a 20-point game early third, uh, late second, mid-third. And it could – shit, it could be a 20-point game in the fourth. Back door's always open, bro. Back door's always open. 11, I, I could see a scenario where there's they're up 16 – you know, two minutes left, they pull their guys. Hornets make a three, get a stop, get a layup, and the next thing you know, you're sweating that shit out. I'll pass. I'll pass. Next game, Spurs and Clippers. Um, basketball-wise, man, uh, the only way I could go is Spurs. The only way I could go is Spurs. And this team is not playing bad at all, and they've honestly dealt with some injuries. I think you're going to see it throughout the year where they just, oh, this guy's actually out for some soreness. Um and I think that's what they did with Keldon and Devin Vassell. They're not going to have their guys play unless they are 100% feeling great, 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 and ready to go. Um, but when they do have all those guys, which they should today, they've really, besides the opening night dud, have shown, hey, we're good. Like, we're, we're okay, we're not good, but similar to the Thunder, like, we're going to be in on most of our games if we play this way. Like we are going to be, it's going to be in a, a competitive game if we play what we're to what we're capable of, and they're doing a good job of that every single night. Keldon, Keldon Vassell being here, I mean, you could argue the, it's not even a hot take. The body of work so far, when the Spurs are fully healthy, is better than you know what the Clippers have put on paper so far. Uh, but we know the Clippers are are who they are. They have a great head coach, PG's balling, and they're really deep. They just kind of got to figure out the rotation and and how to get everyone in there in a rhythm. Um, but I, I'm not buying them yet. Like, I know in theory you should be buying them. Uh, dude, they beat the Rockets by two at home and then won a couple possession game in Houston. Like, I'm not ready to say, oh, the Clippers are back based off of that. I'm not. And, and the Spurs have been one of the more consistent teams of the uh, of the season. So, to me, again, I think, I think the thing that is scary here is both these two teams in theory. Like, if you're just – this is all in our head, though. This hasn't happened yet. But in theory, both teams should regress the other way. The Clippers should positively regress. And yes, you can have positive regression. I looked it up. Um, but the Clippers should get better. 
right? They they just have too much talent to continue playing at this at this level. And the Spurs should get worse. They are outperforming right now. So, but but when is that going to happen? You know, and based off of what has happened so far, the Spurs are the play today. So I'm leaning them. I see four in most spots, but I actually have four and a half. Um, and I really like that. I think this should be a close game. And, and the Spur, uh, the Clippers could grind this one out. Absolutely. We could uh, become a victim to the late foul game, right? Like it sucks when you have a four and a half and you're down three and you have the ball, let's say 20 seconds left and you miss. And then you immediately foul them to give them a chance to go get you know, a five-point lead. It's just a shitty way to go down. Um, I mean, every way to go down is shitty. But you know what I mean? Uh, I like the Clippers. It's a strong lean. It's up there with the Celtics for me today in terms of my favorite spreads. Um, and just something we're going to consider throughout the day. Let's keep it rolling. Toronto Raptors heading into Dallas. This is as much of a stay-away game as I think you can have. I think coming into the year, I would have had the Mavs as a point better, a point and a half better. And I think throughout the course of this year, that perception – has changed about a point. I think I think you can honestly say it for me, they're a half point better or they're same. Just pick them between the two. And what is this line at today? Three. It opened at four, uh, four and a half. Again, some baby value there on the Raptors, but not even enough for me to take. This should be a grinded out game. This should be a grinded out game. Dallas, again, is a very good home team. They're due for a blowout here soon. But I don't think it's the Raptors where they get get it. You know, like the Raptors come ready almost every single night. Nick Nurse has this group ready. He's a guy who will grind out regular season games. He has no issues playing Pascal Siakam 40 minutes if he has to do it, if the game calls for that. And this probably is a game that calls for that. So would not be surprised if this is a one-possession game late. You're just gambling on this one for me. I, I really don't see an edge here. Next game, Blazers and Suns. I was surprised that this, this line came out where it was because – Blazers had been getting some love on these lines, right? They were still a favorite at home uh, against the Rockets. Um, and then last game, they didn't cover the opening line, which we got it. Actually, I think it opened at three and a half. We grabbed four and a half, but it closed at five and a half. They they actually covered that. So they've covered both these games without Dame. Now they head to Phoenix, who, again, in my eyes, playing the best basketball in the league. Um, I was hoping we could get like a Suns eight, nine and hop on the Suns here. Uh, at 11, it's pushing it, though. It is pushing it, though. Like, again, we saw the Suns dispatch. We, we've seen the Suns have dispatched everyone at home. See ya. Get them out of here. Even if they've been good. Like, the Pelicans were the best shot at it. Um, and even the Pelicans, man, that was a close game going in the fourth. And then when they needed to lock in, they absolutely did and got the Pelicans out of there. So, to me, uh, again, Suns have shown no signs of, of slowing down. This Blazers team isn't bad. They'll battle. I, I've been impressed of uh, impressed with the job Chauncey's done so far. Um, and I think 11 is fair. I mean, the books have their asses covered. Like, the, the Suns have to dominate. You have to get a really, really good performance today to cover the minus 11. Um, again, it is a lot different playing on the road, and um, I get all that. But, like, this Blazers team isn't terrible. And I feel like we have a decent read on them. Like, we, we had even the Grizzlies in, in there. So, I don't know. I, I definitely could see the Suns uh, blowing them out. I, I would not hit the Blazers, um, but I, it's too many points for me to confidently hit the Suns. we got to love the spot, right? We're going to have to have a team off of a blowout or a gross performance. The Suns are chilling, man. They, they are coming in and taking care of business every night, right? But I think that's part of it, too. Like They, they are one of these teams where you know a lot of times we're, we have to target motivation spots just to feel comfortable with – 
you know, the performance that we should get. The Suns are so consistent. Like, they've shown up in all these spots, even in non-motivation spots. So, I think if I had to play it, I'd go Suns, honestly. But it is a it is a ton of points, right? And if one thing goes wrong, if one guy has a bad night, it can be tough. All right, next game, Bucks and T-Wolves. Tough cap, bro. Tough cap. The the Bucks are, I think, again, if you're just going by basketball, the Bucks are the play. Um, but it it's similar. It, it's similar in the Clip Spurs, where I think you have two teams with potential to go the other way. Not that I ever think the Bucks are going to be bad, like no, I, I, or even drop below anything other than title contender. Um, but they're racking up. They've racked up a lot of these wins at home. Um, and it's a little bit different going on the road, right? You your last two games are at home against the Pistons, both low key bottom feeders. Um, but I mean, the, against the same team, you know. Uh, before that, the Hawks they win by eight, but really that was a close game. Uh, against the Knicks, honestly, they deserve that one by eleven. Brooklyn at home, eleven. Houston, you know, like atlanta yeah knicks yeah but like even those games like i I have concerns about the knicks and atlanta on the road right they've they've played one road game and it was in philly and they won by two and they look pretty good they did look pretty good but you know minnesota is going to be up for this game right like no one the bucks are not sneaking up on anyone you're gonna get a good performance from the timberwolves they've sucked i can't even deny it they've sucked but they have so much talent and they have a really good coach so it's just – I wouldn't be surprised if they catch different wins throughout the game uh, and go on a 10-0 run here because uh, for as good as the Bucks are, they are highly, highly, highly reliant on Giannis and Drew, uh, you know, especially Giannis. And, and those are two guys you want to be highly reliant on. But um, if either of those two guys struggle, it's it's going to be hard. Like, it's a low-key, it's a short rotation right now um, with a lot of guys in there, Javon, George Hill, that – you. You can see flaws in. Brooks has been amazing. You know, Grayson is, is solid. Um, but if Giannis isn't playing his best or Drew isn't, um, there's an opportunity there for a, for a team at home especially to go on a run. You're going to have uh, Rudy in the paint there for Giannis. Again, Giannis is going to get his. But I'm staying away from this. I think this is a really fun eval game for us to just kind of garner some data and, and you know, add it to the bank for for moving on. Uh, but I want to see the Bucks. I want to see the Bucks take care of it on the road. I will say basketball wise, I couldn't talk you off the Bucks. If you if you want like the Bucks today, I have nothing to say in terms of on the basketball court that can change your mind because they're playing better basketball and it's not close. Um next game, Jazz and Lakers. Uh I just getting news that Braun and AD are excused from shoot around, but they should be good. Um this is a tough cap because with the Jazz like Clearly what they're doing is real, right? Like they have a bunch of above average role players all playing well um, with a great coach. But, you know, Will Hardy's done a really good job. Um, But again, road is different. The road is different. And that's the true test for good teams is can you go on the road and consistently get dubbed? I mean, you even look at the Warriors, bro. Like that's a battle tested championship level team. I know they still have a ton of young guys in the rotation right now, but they can't buy a road win to to save their life, right? Like, it is hard to win on the road. This Lakers team just beat the Pelicans, right, Uh, who are really, really good. So regardless of how shitty the Lakers have been, regardless of what you think about them, you got to be good. You got to give a really damn good performance on the road to win. And let's look at their, their road performances. Start off with two amazing ones, right? They go into Minnesota and into New Orleans, win both of those. But then they go on the road, 
lose in Houston, go on the road, get blown out in, in Denver. Um, and then honestly, a good performance on the road in, in Dallas, but Dallas is struggling right now too. So uh, I think this line is fair. This is, makes them about a pick them. Um, and I think that, that there are more concerns that come up for this team on the road. To me, this is a kind of a coin flip game. I know basketball wise, you'd like to take the jazz. I get it, but I've talked about it many times weeks, two through five. I've caught myself in the past where it's like, all right, I know this team is playing better basketball based off of what we've seen. And guess what? That team that hasn't been playing well, figure something out. Game nine, game 10, game 11, something clicks, something a little different happens. And you're just sitting there like, damn. Right. So you, I, I don't want to fall into the trap of, okay, we're 10 games in. I know everything about this team. I've seen it and they are defined by these 10 games. We can't fall into the trap of defining these teams solely on their last 10 games. I don't have the lineup for the Warriors Pelicans. It's a bummer. I was on a call. Uh, I had to take a quick break out at a call. I had to jump on. And during that call, the warrior news breaks, right? Oh God. It, that That's where I'm talking about. If you have fantasy labs, bro, like that is free money on the board. It was four, four and a half. As soon as that news breaks, clay, Steph, Dre, uh, I, I think Wiggins even too. Boom, you go hit Pels and you get your free money. Um, now I, I'd assume this shit's probably eight, nine. Um, and again, it's it's the effect of when a team when a team goes down, all their players generally the the they get undervalued. Honestly, the books open up a line. Everyone hammers the other side. The line continues to move throughout the day, and then what happens? that team actually outperforms and, and role players step up. So obviously not enough to, to not have laid off four and a half. I'd take four and a half in a heartbeat, but there is no chance that thing opens back up at four and a half. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if it gets up to double digits by tip, I'd assume it's probably books open up semi-conservative eight and a half, nine. If they open up seven, then they got, they got some balls, but um, yeah, we've seen it so many times, guys. Team loses their best players. They come out, perform. Um, I know that didn't wasn't the case with the Spurs, but in general, that's how it goes down. All right, let's let's go uh, let's go through some props. See what we can find. All right, let's get to some props. Uh, first first game for props. It for me is Heat Pacers. Uh, a lot of these aren't up yet, man. There there could be be some value here. Whether that's Tyler Hero uh, points, Tyler Hero PRA, uh, Kyle Lowry um, again. Halliburton is by far and away the leader in, in potential assists a game. They've had some time off. Heat be struggling. If they're if they're hanging eight and a half, obviously that's a hit. I doubt they hang eight and a half. Probably going to be nine and a half, juiced up or ten and a half at plus odds. Probably at that point lay it off. Lay off. They got it covered. Um, but that's where I'm at. Let's go to the Knicks and Sixers. To me, the only way I'm looking is Tyrese Halliburton or Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Maxey over points again. Those lines aren't out because the lines have to be set. Uh, you know, after we get the Joel news and we're not going to get that for a little bit. Wizards and Nets. Uh, I wanted to head over and, and see what, uh, oops, sorry, we're getting some underdog notifications. I wanted to head over and see what uh, points, rebounds, and assists were for KD. I pull it up. It's 49 and a half. That is insane, man. This this guy could go for 30, 10, and 10. <laughs> and he, he cashes it by one, you know? So again, this is as heavy of a usage spot as you're going to see. This man could get up into into 40% usage. He's going to be passing it. He's going to be rebounding it. He's going to be shooting it. He's going to play, you know, probably 38, 39 minutes. 
um, producing at a, at a crazy rate. Um, but it's just too high, man. W- would not, could never recommend the under for you either. Like if I'm playing this, I'm still playing the over, uh, at 49 and a half, but, um, yeah, you, you can't play it that high. It can't, it doesn't meet the threshold, right? You get like a 43, 44. Okay. We're in business. Uh, but 49 and a half is, is crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, I don't hate Bradley Beal points either. I've seen some sharp people in the industry on that, but it has moved it. Um, a lot of people got it at 22 and a half. Now it's at 23 and a half. He's due for a bounce back game, bad defense, uh, back at home. I, I like it. I like it. Um, Next game is the Bulls and Celtics. Or no, we got Cavs Pistons. I got nothing for you in the Cavs Pistons, man. I feel like uh, everything on the Pistons side is lined up, right? They're starting to catch on. They know K to Sis. Um, and on the Cavs side, like it's a little bit hard because we don't have that much data with Garland and uh, Mitchell. Regardless, they don't have the lines up because both of them are questionable. Bulls, Celtics, same thing. I don't see anything, man. I don't see anything. I think there's going to be some tight rotations. I don't blame you if you want to go in on Jalen or JT in a, in a good spot at home. But, like, you're not getting a true edge in my mind. The next game, though, and, and one I feel like we do we we may have an edge here, is um, Devin Vassell and Keldon Johnson out, out in San Antonio today. Uh, Devin Vassell's points, re- points uh, prop is at uh, 15 and a half, and that is low given – uh, what we've seen from him when he plays. I, again, I, I do think that Devin Vassell is a very good basketball player, um, and I think he's going to take a jump this year. And, and in the four games he's played this year, he's had 23 points, 22 points, 23 points, and 11 points. Um, and in the one game where he had 11 points, he shot 3 of 15, 0 of 8, 5 of 8 from the line, right? Like, that's just – even if he shoots 3 of 15 from the field and goes – eight of eight from the line that's 14 points that's two points away from this right like the volume has been great 15 15 14 22 the only thing that you're concerned about is it's a back-to-back for the for the spurs today or sorry it's a front end of a back-to-back for the spurs today um and that can lead to some funny business bro like it it, it can so um i think that's the one thing holding me off is like one we're not going to really get clarity um two this is his first game back. So if there's a time to limit him, it's that first game back. And three, they, they have a back-to-back tomorrow. So Pop can play it one of two ways. I, I highly doubt he's going to play full minutes in both games, right? So he could see full minutes today and not play tomorrow, which would obviously be ideal if we hit this. Or he could see limited minutes today and tomorrow. It might be enough to keep me off, but but the points are speaking to me. The only problem is it was 120 when I started recording. It's already up to 126. So uh, the smart money is going to come onto it, and, and it probably is gone within the next hour. Um, I'm not hitting – even 130, I don't like hitting. It's like I, I feel like I'm losing a bet and a half. I know it's only 0.3, but um, that's where I would look. The other way is Kelton Johnson over 30 and a half. Uh, just clear, man. He's taking over a big role. Let, let's go through these. 25, 6, and 8, 33, 3, and 4, 27, 4, and 3, 18, 3, and 4, 21, 2, and 21, and 8. Um 23, 3, and 6. You know, like at home, he's hit this number every single game. 2011 and 4, 33, 3, and 4, 25, 6, and 8. He's hit this number at home every single game. 30 and a half, minus 110 right now. I really don't mind that. I really don't mind that. That'd, that'd be somewhere I'd look. 
Um, all right. Charlotte Hornets, guys, this is a play. I have, the one play I have locked, I locked it in between, is uh, P.J. Washington over 23.5 points, rebounds, and assists, minus 117. Uh, and let me tell you why I like it. So P.J., honestly, at this point in time, without Gordon Hayward, without Terry Rozier, without LaMelo Ball, he is this team's best player. I'm not even going to lie to you. Um, and they got blown out last game by Chicago. We're never really in it. So he only, only quote, ended up playing 31 minutes, right? Shot it terribly, had eight, seven, and three. That's still 18. And that, yes, that's six below, but that was a blowout in which he's not, you know, he didn't even really play in the fourth. Before that, when, you know, when it's not a blowout, his minutes have been 36 and 40. And I know 40 was in that overtime game, right? So you can probably expect closer to 36. Um, but in the Orlando game where they got blown out, he didn't play that much, right? Because they, they got blown out and blown out early. But the game before that, uh, in New York, close game. I know it went to over T. O time. Uh, o time. Overtime. 37 minutes and 50 seconds. 38 minutes. So you're going to see a huge amount of minutes. Terry, LaMelo, and Gordon are out. It's a great matchup against the Grizzlies. As long as it stays relatively close, right? As long as they're not down 30 in the second half, he's going to play 36 minutes. He's going to. And then on top of that, you're getting them off of a gross loss. Like they got blown out. And again, anytime you get blown out, motivation spot motivate and this is a double one right because you blow you blow it against the kings then you get blown out any good coach has you ready to go today and i think steve clifford i've seen enough from him to say okay maybe he's not a championship level coach but on more days than not he has his team ready to go and he's getting the most out of this team so to me great minutes uh should see ton of, a ton of usage you're getting a guy who's probably gonna play 35 minutes against a defense that struggles to defend as the number one option, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he's not the number one in terms of having the ball. Like, Dennis Smith will have the ball a lot. But he is the odds-on favorite to lead this team in shots tonight. Um, and, and that's what I'm going off of. Love this play. This is, this is similar to the Kevin Herter play to me. And I love how he didn't even hit it last game, right? So um, I, I just felt like, like Kevin Herter didn't have a good game, honestly, in Miami. He still cashed it pretty easily. P.J. Washington does not need... P.J. Washington could have an objectively bad shooting game tonight and still get there. Um, so I love this play. I love this play. I think there's very the, – the path to him not getting there is so less common today than the path to him actually getting there. Raptors, Mavs, nothing. Bucks, Timberwolves. Um, if, if, if I had anything to play in this one, it would be Drew Assists, man. He's consistently at the top of potential assists a game. Um, He's been doing it all year long. Didn't have that many last game. It's seven and a half. It's a uh, Timberwolves team that has struggled. Um, they've been they've been given up plenty of plenty of points this year, and I don't know uh, you know how that is randomly going to change. Let's look at Drew um, in meaningful games. He's playing a lot of minutes, right? In, in games that aren't decided early, he's playing a lot of minutes. Uh, only played 29 last game because they blew him out. But before that, 37 minutes against Detroit in a close one. 36 minutes against Atlanta in a close one. Um, they pulled away late against the Knicks, but still played 32. 36 against Brooklyn, right? 32 in the blowout. So blowout, he's still getting 30-something minutes. If it stays close, he's getting pushing 35. He's had only had three last game, but before that, 10. Before that, 12. 6, 4, 10, 8. I, I just think he gets there more often than he doesn't in this matchup. Let's just go to the Timberwolves uh, against the Suns. What is their point guard 
Chris Paul, 12 assists. Again, this is not perfect. It's not a perfect science, but at least, you know, you're getting something. Then uh, Trey Jones in San Antonio, eight assists. LA at home, who's the Lakers point guard? Truly, it's LeBron James. Five assists. Okay, only five assists, but, you know, still. Um, And then San Antonio, when San Antonio lost, Trey Jones, three assists. So, yeah, I, I don't know, but Josh Richardson had 10. I think there's a... There's definitely a path to Drew getting there. It's not juiced up very high. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, let's go Warriors-Pelicans. I got. I don't really have much. Um, on the Pelicans side, there's nothing, right? Because BI is coming back. That directly impacts everyone, right? Everyone gets less looks. Um, CJ gets less on-ball on creation looks. So nothing for the Pelicans. If anything goes on, it's a bad defense. Should eat. But the Warriors, I don't have props up yet. But I honestly should be able to find some value here today. I, I really should, right? You get the top four usage. Dre's not a usage guy, but you get the f- four of the highest minute playing players out tonight. Um, it, in theory, should be a Jordan Poole go crazy type of night. Uh, but the books are probably going to have their ass covered. The, his line's probably coming out at 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists, 34 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. So what I'm going to go look for is Moody or Kaminga. Uh, maybe even Wiseman, even though Wiseman has played terrible. I don't know that I can come on come in on Wiseman. But if we get these mid-teen numbers for either Moody or Kaminga, that's worth a look. If we have assist total, that's 6.5 for Jordan Poole, or 5.5, or maybe a point rebounds assist that's low 30s, we got to take a look. And there is blowout potential, but again, anytime you get the young guys coming in, you generally get a good performance. So, uh, or not necessarily young guys, but, you know, Guys needing to step up, you generally get a good performance. <coughs> um, Suns and Blazers, uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's some value, I think, in, in looking the Blazers' way. But I think even the books are still kind of figuring it out. They don't have it up yet. Jeremy Grant could be worth a look. Anthony Simons could be worth a look. Uh, Dallas and uh, L.A., the only way I'd look is Conley over six and a half assists. He's just consistently been up there. Um leading the league in, in potential assists. He's not leading the league, but he's up there at in the leaderboards. Um, and he's just been diamond, man. That's what he's here to do. He doesn't really score very much anymore. Um, but eight assists last game in a close game should be another close one tonight. Uh, five and three straight before that, but the potential is always there. Lakers don't have a great defense. Probably not going to be enough to hit. So props-wise, guys, love P.J. Washington. And I think the other way you look is those two studs in San Antonio – Right? They both play better at home. They both have missed some time and so should be refreshed. It, the only thing, man, if it wasn't the front end of a back-to-back, it becomes a lot easier to play. Um, but looking to Keldon, looking to Devin, and then on the spreads, let's see if it, my book's even still logged in. Eh? It's not. All right, let me pull it back up. Spread leans before we get out of here. Is going, are they going to be? Wizards minus three, strong lean. Pacers my, plus three and a half, baby lean. Knicks, Knicks, Sixers, no lean. Cavs now down to five and a half. I'd lean them, but obviously if it's go, if it's going down from six and a half to six to five and a half, chances are one of Garland and Mitchell are out. Could change the math. Uh, Celtics strong lean minus seven at the crib, no lean in Hornets Grizzlies. Spurs strong lean at four and a half. Uh, it's down to four. It makes it a little bit tougher, but, you know, still Spurs are nothing here spot for me. Uh, Mavs, Raptors, absolutely nothing. Yep, there's the line. Ten and a half for the Pelicans. Um, 
Basketball-wise, the Pelicans should roll through this team. But again, we've seen it. I've seen it too many times where it doesn't even make basketball sense. Stars go down, roll players overperform. I could see him holding it off, and the back door is always open. And that, you know, that stands strongly here today. Lean, slight baby lean on the Suns, nothing crazy. Lean, not a baby lean, not a strong lean, but lean on the Bucks. Um, Lakers now getting three and a half, or Lakers now favored by three and a half. No lean there. No lean. I just, I, I, I don't trust the Jazz team on the road yet. I don't. And they've done nothing but impress, but I don't trust them yet. Um, that's where I'm at, guys. Only lock PJ Washington, but we're combing through this again. Early days, man. Early days. I'm gonna end up having, you know, with the playoffs included, close to 500 plays. We have 50 right now. Uh, you know, so we're not even close to to at the end of the season. I love you all. Go enjoy the hell out of your day. Be great. It's all a mindset, man. And uh, again, I love you truly from the bottom of my heart. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.